0: Your goal is to create happy customers who then create other happy customers. So congratulations. Here's what I've learned. The best of the best have We're selling, going, going, gone. So congratulations. Let's have a look at the facts. What's your goal for the next six months? We're going to talk about topic number one. Danny inspired me to talk about it last week. He sent me a text message or a Facebook message. Uh, he's a he's a great agent in Geelong Um, by the way they had eggs thrown at their office so just YouTube or Google or go onto his social media platforms and have a look at someone threw a lot of eggs at his office Um, and he's decided to make a a big marketing spin of it Um, but the topic I want to start off with and talk to you about today um, is life coaches trainers um, and real estate coaches. Um, So you see them around, I mean some of them are probably uh, uh, um, tuning in as we're speaking. Um, I know that a lot of them are on social media platforms. Um, So here's the deal I'm going to say um, about coaches and trainers and um, the business of life coaching. Um, Be very very mindful be very very careful. Now, I know it's strange coming from someone like me because in many ways when I get introduced at a conference or seminar they'll say real estate coach I use that terminology at various times. I I mean I do a lot of things in my life. I do not see I mean I would spend 70% of my time working as an exec at um, News Corp. I do run the real estate gym um, and I do coaching one on one. I do training. I do a lot of speaking. I auctioneer but I've got to tell you, be very, very wary of the person that is a life coach, that's got a fucked up life. Be very mindful, be very mindful of the coach. The person that's gonna do life coaching, that's doing coke, is on their fifth divorce, is in a financial mess, yet they're out there telling people on what to do in their life. Be very mindful, and I've always said, Be open to people, listen to people. But if someone ever tells you to change yourself, tell them to go fuck themselves, right? No one knows you as you. There is no better you than you. So here's a couple of things I'm going to tell you. Um, Number one, think about it. Would you go to a personal trainer that's got a cigarette in his mouth that's 130 kilos to get advice on how you're going to get ripped and fit? Would that be the person that you'd be speaking to? So you've got to make sure that people are having their audio match their video. And what I'm saying is, what are they saying? Are they doing the same thing? Don't look at words, look at behavior. So Here's the the, the whole world of personal improvement also has a group of con men and, and con women that go out there. And what they do is that they make money by selling programs, not by actually doing the stuff they're telling you to do. Critical thing. There's people that sell financial advice and financial programs But the only thing that they do, they're going to tell you how to make money, but the only way they're going to make money is out of you buying that fucking program. They're not going to be making money the way that they're selling you to make money. They don't do that shit. So be very mindful of it. Be mindful of the real estate coach who's never sat down there and spoke to a buyer, spoke to a seller, sat in the living room and had a vendor say to them, yes, I'm giving you the listing. And then three days later, they call them and say, no, you're not getting the listing. Did they? go through that pain be mindful of people understand that I'm not saying I'm sure that there are good people in all industries that may have come in that haven't done that work but I'm telling you my experience is that these people have not gone through what you're going through so what I'm saying is potentially you know the answers And I'm going to say something else to you. You know what you know, but do you do what you know? I'm so pumped up today because I'm standing up. And I think changing your physiology a lot of the times makes you a little bit more energized. So, by the way, that's a really big tip. Can I just say to you, when you're doing your telephone calls for my real estate audience, do your callbacks, standing up, and make sure you've got a smile on your dial. Critical. So, and 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 please, for one moment, I am not saying I'm not saying that coaching is not a a, a, a profession of integrity and adds value. Not at all. I in fact, I, I mean, I believe in it so much. I actually spent my post grad at uni, my masters studying coaching psychology. And I'm not saying here, I'm not saying this right now because I'm trying to promote coaching to you. Because I can tell you, and you know it. If you're watching this right now, chances are you've contacted me for coaching and I've said to you, I am at maximum capacity and I can't take any clients on. So that's probably me. That's a FYI. I cannot take any coaches on any clients on as a coach. So I'm just being spot on there. This is not me trying to create some sort of sales pitch. All I'm saying to you is be careful who you lend your mind to. Be careful who you lend your mind to. Because your mind is very powerful. And if you give it to the wrong person, that can actually affect you. However, having said that, a good coach, advisor, mentor, call it what you like, can also help you See the picture better. Why? Because when you're in the frame, you can't see the whole picture. And what a good coach does actually unpacks and helps you understand the story that you currently believe may be self-limiting. And they do that with powerful questioning techniques. So if you're ever interviewing a business coach, I would say to them, tell me your qualifications. I would also ask you, can you tell me what evidence-based coaching psychology platform will you be using to um, help me achieve my goals? Or are you basically a fucking shit salesperson that's trying to make money by calling yourself a coach? Be very mindful. Okay, let's move on to topic number two. Jamie Upton, standing tall, she says, yes, I'm standing up today. I'm standing up. I'm feeling pumped. Okay. Emily who says to me, you look tanned. The reason I look tanned, Emily, is today I was in the park with Susan where we were sitting down there discussing things and I sat in the sun for 90 minutes. I'm going to come to that in a moment. I want to talk to you a little bit about dying. So, dying is a subject that people hate talking about. It's funerals are sad. Um, I have to tell you, it is the biggest fear you have. The biggest fear you have. Dying. Mate, can I also say to you, may I say to you, that if you can accept you're going to die, it also means you can accept anything. So what I'm saying is, and as Joe Recip's saying, cancer is a blessing. May I say to you, cancer is one of the best gifts, but it's badly wrapped. It's shitly wrapped. But can I also say to you that when you accept that you're going to die, and can I just got to say this, the odds are 100% irresistible. You are going to die bank on it. You can bank the house on it. It's happening a hundred percent. So the minute you accept that, what actually happens then is you turn around and say, hey, there's a deadline. This is not a dress rehearsal. Fuck it. What I'm going to do is I'm going to play big because all of a sudden you realize you can take risks. Why? Because when you know you're going to die anyway, risks seem irrelevant and you start playing big. I will tell you from my own personal experience, the decade after cancer, I made more money than the first 35 years of my life. May I also say to you, from a physical point of view, my health got better after cancer and I had the best life since then, and I can say it, it's this, it's because when you accept that you're going to die and it's inevitable, you start playing big. You don't have fear. And may I say to you, the best exercise you can do is this. Best exercise you can do is to reverse engineer your life. Picture yourself, picture your 78, it's your last day. The doctors have said, today's the day and even though you're ill you're still sort of conscious and as you're as you're sitting there in your last hour your mind starts playing this movie and it starts thinking about your life i want to ask you what's the movie you want to be looking at at that point do you want to say to yourself i have no regrets do you want to say to yourself, I played big like James Jacuti has just said, no fear. Did you want to say to yourself, you know what? I have got no regrets. I want you to reverse engineer your life and say to yourself, in my last minute of my last hour of my life, what am I going to say? And here's the good news. You've created your vision and your to-do list for your life. And if you don't do it now, there could be a time that you're going to turn around and it's going to be too late. Because you're going to be thinking and saying, I should have done it 15, 20 years ago. So please, reverse engineer your life. Embrace death. Accept it. 100% it's going to happen. And then play with no fear. Play hard. Okay, next topic. How to make some serious bucks. How to make some serious money. So, I want to say to you, I've got heaps of real estate agents in my real estate gym. Heaps, heaps, heaps that write one million bucks in commission. One million in commission a year. But I'm also going to tell you that many of these agents are broke. Here's why. Basic mathematics. You write a million bucks, 50% goes to you, 50% goes to the agency, you're left with 500,000. Out of the 500,000, you've got to pay your two PAs, a sales PA and admin PA if you're writing a million bucks. That takes it down by 150,000, because they're roughly 75 each, including super, commissions, cars, what have you. So that takes your salary down to 350,000. Out of the three hundred and fifty thousand, you then have to pay tax. Now I'm going to say to you, okay, tax. You're making three fifty. You're probably going to pay one fifty. Forget about tax structures for now and whether you've got a company set up. I'm just going to say, take the third off, right? Leaves you $200. 200000 dollars. You have not even had food or water yet. You have not paid for your fuel. The fuel in your car will probably, you know. Forget the fuel in the car, what about the fucking car? If you're riding a million bucks, chances are you're not driving around in a Daihatsu. And most of these agents wanna be driving in European cars. So they've probably got, you know, leases of two to three thousand bucks. Okay, so you got your car. If you're riding a million bucks, you're wearing nice clothes. Probably not wearing a suit from Roger David. Okay, so you got clothes. Your food. Restaurants, you're probably eating at restaurants out two, three nights a week, you're probably going on holidays, and when you're on holidays, man, you're probably spending four, five hundred nights, a bucks a night on accommodation, plus all the other stuff. So the point I'm saying is this, the $200,000 is going and you haven't even paid for your mortgage, your rent, your school fees. That's where money goes, and most of these million dollar agents, it's not what you make that matters, it's what you keep. So the secret is this do not rely on earnings to make you rich. That is a dysfunctional wealth model. The wealth model is this that what you do is you save about 50 grand a year or a hundred. And that money you put into assets that go up. And if you're smart enough, you put money into assets that are going to have 10% growth. Do the numbers. You own $5 million worth of real estate. Sure, there's debt on it. But hopefully between rental income and you chipping in, you're going to cover that debt. And it's going to keep going. But these things are growing by 10% and 10% of five mil is $500,000 money while you sleep. So what you've got to do is work out how to make money that does not rely on you for its growth. And that is the secret. The reality is to use money to buy assets that grow, real estate, is probably the answer. If you're watching this, it's what I believe in. And then what actually happens is January 1 each year, it ticks up and it says you're going up by 10%, 10% of 5 million, 500,000. And guess what? You're not paying a single cent in tax. That is money you've made because you're not selling. I hope this inspires you inspires you to actually get immersed into property as an investor move on to topic number four before we finish up today and um thank you lisa on point tonight guys number four wogs Sheillers and pufters So why did I pick this? Because in my study was a book I looked at today that said, Wog, Sheilas, and Pufters. And it was a book written by the late Johnny Warren. And Johnny Warren was a socceroo, this guy here was the legend of legends in Australian soccer, which is now called football. And he wrote a book called Wog, Sheilas and Pufters And I think it was in the 1970s, 74, he may have uh, been in the Socceroos that went to the World Cup. Don't quote me on the year. I think it was. But can I just say to you that in this book, he called it Wog, Sheilas and Pufters because in the 70s, in the 70s, People that followed soccer were either called a wog, a sheila, or a pufta. Most people were into rugby league. That was the guys' game. Nick Pappas says, come on, Olympic. Yes, we're talking about soccer, Nick. So here it is. What's this wog, sheilas, and puftas about? It's the fact that the truth is it was a minority group and it was uncool to follow soccer. And now it's quite different. Now, you know, with Tim Cahill and um, uh, the Socceroos having a number of times gone to the World Cup, it's quite different. However, it got me thinking. It got me thinking about minority groups. And I mean, I have to tell you, I was blessed when I was a young boy There was a kid that uh, his parents owned a milk bar at the top of our street. His name was Tony. This kid was my age, but he he was a spastic cerebral palsy. I think that's the way you say it. And he looked different. And people used to make fun of him. People used to make fun of him when he'd get on a bus to go to his school. It said the spastic bus. This was like in the early 1970s. And I found it, I found it weird as a, cause I was like six years of age because he also used to come to my house and play. And what I found weird was he was one of my closest friends. So on the one hand, people would make fun of him. But on the other hand, I really liked him. Like I liked him so much. And what a blessing, what a blessing it was for me at a young age to learn that just because it's someone might be considered uncool does not make them a good person. And I've got to tell you, I have fond memories of Tony. And it has taught me that when the new kid used to come to school from another school that everyone picked on, I was their friend. It also taught me... When I got a little bit older, and I've got to tell you, talk about puftas, I'll give you an interesting story. One of the people at my school was gay, came out to me and told me when he was um, at school. And for me, it was very easy to understand that someone's sexuality did not make them different because I was brought up with this person for five years. And... We did everything together. And then for him to turn around and basically say that this is the way he felt on a physical basis. I mean, it was easy for me as I got older to realise that, you know, it's like someone that picks red wine over white wine. It's, I mean, it's not really more than that. So I have to say to you that to think that people like black people, Or racist, like black people, how can you fucking seriously have any logic to think? And it was only 50 fucking years ago that we would turn around and and, and say that uh, uh, black people were different to the rest. Like the pigment of your skin? Are you fucking serious? Like the pigmentation of your skin meant that you were someone that was worse than someone had different color pigment? So I hope that, you know, as I talk to you on a Sunday night and I'm not selling you anything, but the concept and idea that we are, you know, we're, we're, we're spiritual beings having a human experience here. We're all equal, seriously. Um, And don't ever judge anyone. You don't know their story. And everyone has a story. And the reason why they are the way they are is something's happened to them. So please don't judge them. Don't judge them. Um, My final thing I want to finish off with you is that, you know, I get a lot of private Facebook messages and SMSs and and calls from various people that sometimes it's not they want to get better in business. What they want to do is they're just going through a shit time and they just need a, a word of encouragement. I've gone through that shit time. Um, you know, I mean I, I'm not gonna go off and explain everything about my life but I will tell you that you know from an early age I was exposed to 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 illness and um, I went through uh, uh, cancer at you know um, in 2006 so here's here's the thing I'm not talking about cancer alone I'm talking about I'm talking about any problem you have going through a, a bad divorce Losing money, um, losing a loved one. I just wanna. I just wanna say a few things. I want you to understand that sometimes when things are falling apart, they're actually falling together. I also want you to remember, sometimes when things like something feels like it's got a painful ending, man, it's probably a new beginning. The next thing I was going to say is that it's hard to be sitting there. I mean, I remember sitting at chemotherapy, looking at the wall and saying to myself, guys, girls, it's so hard when your life is falling apart in front of your eyes and there's nothing you can do. My advice is this. Fake a smile, keep your head up high. Remind yourself, this is not the whole book, it's a chapter in the book. Difficult roads lead to beautiful destinations. A new beginning is often disguised as a painful ending. And always remember, your current situation is not your final destination. My final words to you are, never let your personal history get in the way of your destiny and make sure that you've got a future that's a lot bigger than your past. See you next week. Thanks for tuning in, guys and girls. You can join me on Facebook for the live Sunday Night Rant. Every week at 8 30 pm Australian Eastern Standard Time. And if you're in real estate, just Google Tom Panos and you'll find a heap of resources and interviews where million dollar agents share their strategies. See you next week. Let's have a look at the facts. you your goal for the next.